Hello and welcome to Enchantment, a Dragon Age Let's Play podcast. I'm Brandon. And I'm Manny. And this is episode 109 of Enchantment Inquisition, our final episode ever yes. of Enchantment. Of anything. Final episode of anything. This is the last <laughs> thing you're going to listen to. No more entertainment from this day on. <laughs> no more entertainment from any podcast. Any podcast, any movie, any film, any games. That's depressing. <laughs> that is not true, though. But it is the last. It, but it is the last thing of, of our podcast. Yes, it is the last of of our podcast. Is the last time that we're going to record for Enchantment. It's it's, it's so weird. It's it's. But it, I don't think it's. Are. I don't think it's hit us. I don't think it's going to hit us until we on our end in our timeline and like until you know, we're like not doing it anymore. Yeah, like like the moment we we edit this and it's mm -hmm. out in the ether. That's when it's going to hit me. Yeah. I, I feel like it's going to hit me when we're no longer planning anything. Like when it's all said and done and like I no longer, like there's no longer anything to do. I feel like that's when it's going to hit me. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, I have a Sunday again. <laughs> it, yeah. It's, it's like, um, it's like when I left college and I no longer had homework to do and I felt like I always needed to be doing something. Mm. <laughs> I think that's what it's going to feel like, <laughs> where it's like, I'm not used to not having obligations outside of work. Welcome to the real <laughs> world, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, until someday I have kids, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, yes, welcome, welcome, welcome to Enchantments, episode 109. Yes. And today we are going to be, uh, well, today is a dual purpose. We're going to be doing a listener questions episode as we have done at the end of our previous two seasons, but mm -hmm. it's also going to be a goodbye episode, yes. a celebration. Yes, we're going to have um, a musical number. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, a la, have you ever seen, um, quick little tangent here, um, there sure. used to be a, uh, I think it was like a daytime like talk show with Maury okay. and Connie Chung. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, so this is this is very deep cut that Brandy would never know. Um, but yes, Maury and his and Connie Chung, who are married in real life, they had a talk show. Okay, I think it only lasted like a year or like a couple of months. And, okay, and there was like a moment where Connie Chung is like on a piano, and she's singing, but really terribly. And like she's just like she's like thanks memories. <laughs> I need to find that clip for you because is that is that the final episode? That's the final episode, <laughs> and it's just so funny. So that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, I'm just gonna be like in a in a cocktail dress, and Brandon's gonna be playing the piano. Yeah, when you say she's on the piano, do you mean she's like laying, like sitting on the piano? She is standing on the piano. <laughs> oh, and, she's standing then, on it, and then she—I I guess it's meant to be taken as a joke. Because she's standing on the piano and then she like bends down and you hear her grunting, like trying to get down. Like, she's like, oh, <laughs> 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 oh it's beautiful. It's um, great. That's what we're going to do. Yes. Um, should we just, should, I, I don't know. There's not much to say. We're going to have plenty to say with the questions. So yeah. Should we just like. Let's just go. Let's just go. Remember, this is the last time. You're going to hear our voice. That's not true. But <laughs> cherish every decibel. Every decibel of my annoying voice that you listened for three seasons. <laughs> I'm sure there will be other ways. You know to... what? You know what? I present a question to the audience. Why? Why are you still here? <laughs> Why are you listening to us? <laughs> 
I mean, some of these questions people also sometimes put like, oh, thank you for all the years and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, although I guess they didn't necessarily say why. Oh. <laughs> so I guess that I guess that doesn't that still doesn't satisfy. Yeah. <laughs> so like if you could well, I guess like like uh Apple Podcast reviews kind of say why. Yeah. If it's like they're sort of saying why they gave a rating. That's true. That's true. So that that's sort of a so yeah, if so to answer Manny's question, please go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever accepts reviews and tell him why you listen. Yeah. Then <laughs> then I'll be, you know, content. And then he'll finally know. <laughs> then I then I could finally like disappear and turn into butterflies like corpse bride. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, let, let's get into this. Um, so our first question. Um, oh, and by the way, uh, all these questions came from the Enchantment podcast like questions form that I created specifically for this. So thank you all for uh, using it. Mm-hmm. But this first question comes from Apple Spots. Oh, I also, which I was very happy about, uh, put a pronouns field. And it was optional, but I put a pronouns field because last time I remember... Like, I didn't know anyone's pronouns. No, no. Like, I, did, I didn't know anything, like, other than, like, the username for most of the people. Yeah. So, now I finally have a way to, like, refer to them in the way they should be referred to. So, yeah. um, AppleSpot goes by they, them. And they ask, have either of you watched or know about the Boulet, or is it Boulet, brothers Dragula? Which one of Xandrian's companions would compete and excel at particular challenges? So, so Manny, do you know about this? Okay, I recognize the name. I do recognize. Really, I do recognize the Boulet brothers. I recognize them because I recently watched. Uh, you, well, Brandon, you know Coco Peru. We've seen. Oh Co- yeah, I, we've I seen. Know Coco uh, we've Peru. seen Coco Peru in person. Um, there is an episode, well, a video that Coco Peru does that mentions that um, she was she went on the Boulet brothers show. Oh. one time. That's the okay. extent that I have. Of okay, the Boulet brothers. Um, that is that is more than I had. I, I literally had never heard of this. And when I first read it prior to this episode, I thought it said Boulet Brothers Dracula, and I thought it was an anime. <laughs> <laughs> but I did some searching so that we could still answer this question somehow. And so Wikipedia helped me understand what the show is. Would you like to hear? Oh, go right ahead. Boulet Brothers Dracula is an American reality competition television series which involves drag. Um, It challenges a different set of 11 drag artists from around the world to compete in an underground-style drag competition each season. And it has an element of, like, displaying your looks and performing. That's the floor show section. Uh And then uh, lowest-scoring competitors I put up for Extermination... And then there's extermination challenges, which are fear-based physical and psychological tests created to push the competitors to face their fears. Extermination challenges have included, this is on Wikipedia, extermination challenges have included being buried alive in a coffin, (laughs) being being pierced with gauged gauged needles, skydiving, eating cow intestines, and surviving an evening in an extreme haunted house. I would just lie and oh. say that I'm so scared of being in a, in a haunted house. I'm so afraid of petting dogs. <laughs> it's like you've made it through the test. <sighs> and and all you have to do is pet like a chihuahua and be like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> Um 
And so going back to the question, the question is, which of Xandrian's companions would compete and excel at particular challenges? Oh, um, I would say that uh, What's-Her-Face would be per- perfect for this. Perfect. Um, oh. Vivienne. Vivienne. Oh, you think Vivienne would be perfect? I, I think she would do great at the floor show. Yes. I feel you think she-, she would ever even have to do an elimination? Yeah, I feel like she's not scared <laughs> of anything. That's not true. She's afraid of magic. She's afraid of magic. You know, she'll be placed. She'll be placed in a circle filled with poor magic people. No, she would have to. She would have to uh, fly coach. It's like, stop, it. stop it, please, stop it. It's like, Ma'am, would you like peanuts or Sprite? For your extermination challenge, Vivian, you'll have to wear the same outfit twice. What's wrong? <laughs> what is wrong with you people there is no god if there's something like this <laughs> <laughs> um who, who else would uh, i'm trying to think of like who, well. who would do well in an extermination challenge i feel like cassandra would do really good in, in an extermination yeah challenge. she's very tough yeah i would think um, even varick would do well um sarah is not allowed to go I don't think Sarah would do well. I feel like she would probably She'd be like, just like say this like screw stupid. this. This is stupid. Yeah, it's like I, I don't even want to do this. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Maybe Iron Bull. Iron Bull doesn't he specifically I'm- train to like not be afraid? Isn't he like hit me so that I don't feel pain? Or you know what? You know I think what I mean? he would do. Go- I think he would do good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I think I feel like Leliana would be the person to lie about what she's afraid of. Yeah, she would. <laughs> you know what I, uh, you know who wouldn't do well i don't think colin would do well oh colin would suck i think he would once like he was faced with a fear he would be like no i'm done i think josephine would not do well either Ye- no she would probably have like a what 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 would her fear be that she's like planning a party and everything goes wrong she ran down of candles for her little thing <laughs> How am I going to write on my clipboard? My whole day is going to be thrown into chaos because I can't see my schedule. It's like, I've ruined the Inquisitor's... Uh, why am I doing that accent? That's not what she sounds like. It's like she ruined the Inquisitor's birthday party. It's like, it's the wrong size cake. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think that's the extent of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to say because I've never seen... Like, one of them was skydiving. Is there anyone who would be bad at skydiving? Maybe Josephine. Josephine would be bad at skydiving. She doesn't seem very, like, adventurous, very physically yeah. adventurous. I, I would say, you know, oh, you know what? Who would do good? Solus. You think so? Maybe Solus would do good. He doesn't have any emotions. Well, what's he afraid of? He's Af- afraid of... His people being subordinate to forever. gods and being lost forever. <laughs> that That's his extermination challenge? Yeah. Basically, you have to watch this oppressive society. Basically, you can do nothing about it. You have to watch the everyday society of, of Fetus for a couple of hours. <laughs> and you can't do anything to change it. It's like, bitch, I already dealt with this. Um, I think that covers yeah. that. <laughs> Thank you, Apple Spot. Thank you. Both for your question and for um, listening. All, listening to our podcast. Yes. And our next question comes from Rose of Phantom. Uh, she, her. Yes. Um, and Rosa Phantom asks, now that you've played all the games, she actually has two questions, so I'll start with the first one. Now that you have played all the games, what are your expectations for the next game? What do you hope they do or don't do? 
what do you think will happen, etc. Okay. Well, I know that my um some of my hopes are not going to be uh happening at all. <laughs> um, such as such as um this game being cl- more like Dragon Age 2 than Dragon Age Inquisition in terms of world map and um that's just so the interesting. battle system. You um, mean like in terms of like having be like familiarity with a single location like that I, kind of thing i'd rather because since we're going to tevinter i kind of only want to stay in one area in tevinter and that's like the capital it. like the cap and then that's it because i'd rather i like having a one center area and you know characters that you see every day rather than having you know sprawling land and you know i like that was my thing. And just like like yeah. silent exploration. Yeah. Like I, I kind of want it to be a little bit more um linear, if you know, like as linear as Dragon Age 2 was. I felt like there was too much exploration. Um, I wouldn't mind in Dragon Age. Uh Inquisition. I, I feel like I, I wouldn't mind exploration so long as it is rooted in the story. Some sort of like story because I think that's the reason why the exploration for me and Inquisition fell short because it would be like, here's the Storm Coast and like run around and it's like <laughs> you're not given a reasoning to like um, feel connected to it in a, some sort of like narrative way. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I would like a blend of the two. Like it, it would be nice to have the same level of familiarity with the capital or something of Tevinter in the same way we did with Kirkwall. And then when we do branch out to other areas of Tevinter, like that could be the hub. Mm-hmm. But like when we branch out, I would want there to be some sort of like more tied narrative to those places. Yeah. Um. So, so that would be my hope in terms of that sort of like structure of the game. Yeah. And I mean, I've had a wish list that I've mentioned. Like I want Krem to be a playable companion. Agree. I want Dagna to be a companion. <laughs> I don't think either of those things are gonna happen. And also in our timeline, uh Dagna is together with Sarah. And I don't want to see her. So what are you willing to have Dagna if it means having Sarah? If if I'm a, if there's a mission where I can make Dagna break up with Sarah. That's your ideal. That's my ideal. I want to be like, girl, you deserve so much better. There's so many other <laughs> women out there that are good for you. Don't hang out with her. She's a red Jenny. She's trouble. <laughs> oh, gosh. I I wouldn't mind. Uh, I, I'll take Sarah, if that means having Dagna. Um, as, for, as for my expectations for the game, I mean... There's sort of the obvious, like, mm-hmm. I expect Solus to be the main character. It, it wasn't until... The villain, the villain, you say. Or like Sorry, the main... I mean villain. It wasn't until this podcast, like, all the other podcasts we've recorded prior to this one were before the announcement that it would be called Dragon Age Dreadwolf. But even before that, like, we knew uh-huh. that it would center around Solus's yeah. plot. Um, so that that's the expectation. I expect the main character that you play as to be somehow recruited by the Inquisition, mm-hmm. perhaps in like the first mission or something. And that would probably be the framing device of the game. Um, I, I actually, expect... I'm actually uh-huh. expecting the main character of the new game not to interact with the Inquisition until middle of the game. Or like really? not right in the beginning. I feel like 
you're going to have some time with them learning who they are. And I feel like how what's going to happen is there's going to be a, a conflict that uh-huh. is apart from the soulless stuff. And that's going to be in the beginning. And yeah. then the soulless stuff is going to pop. Like it's going to be hinted at here and there. Um, before and then, it becomes the before main. it becomes the main thing by the uh, by the middle or by the end of the game. yeah, and that's when the Inquisition will be yeah like, entered. Like I don't expect Varric to be a companion. I, I expect Varric to show up, um, like how like in a Leliana type of role. Yeah, that's fair. I I just I I don't expect to speak of Leliana. I don't expect her to show up at all. Um, but um, well, unless she's the divine. But even then, the, the divine does not have power in Tevinter. But anyway, point is, um, I would expect it to be earlier on in the game because when I think of the different games where you can be like any species or race, like um, in Origins, you have like one origin mission and then you have the point where it all comes together as a Great Warden. Mm -hmm. And in Inquisition, you don't even get that. You get like a text box and then you get the point where it all converges at the uh, conclave. Yeah. And so I feel like it might be similar where it's like maybe you'll have one mission to introduce the specifics of your character and then it all comes together with the Inquisition. It's basically, I'm expecting the same thing as Origins, basically. Like, uh-huh. you see the Origin for, like, one mission and yeah. then you're recruited. Um, that's what I would expect. Yeah. Because I, I, I think it might be too much branching. I feel like it, it would be, like, the first act will be mostly setting up the character and for uh to Vinter in general, like how to Vinter works, you know, the the, the culture. That's and all true, because that. we're and brand I, new to yeah. the entire culture. And then I feel like there's gonna be a mission at the end of Act One that starts that to, introduces the that introduces the Inquisition. I feel like the person who's gonna be either that person to come in from that world is going to be Dorian. Since he is already from Tevinter. That's uh, true. Dorian's Dorian, also a character who always ends up in the same place yeah. no matter what. Like it's gonna be Dorian, and then it's gonna be possibly Varric with Dorian. Mm-hmm. And then middle of Act Two or beginning of Act Two, that's when you're gonna have the Inquisitor come in. Mm. Oh, you that, think the Inquisitor The Inquisitor themselves? will show themselves will show up in there and that'd be, be nice. I'd be I, like like it'll be like, oh, we have to meet up with the boss, and then it's gonna be like, <laughs> and then it's gonna take you to the character creation. Oh, it's suite. gonna be like, hey, boss, and it's like, create a character, create ca- like it's gonna be like a silhouette, and then fade to black, <laughs> create a character. Yeah, I could see that. I I could definitely see that. Um, what 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 else do I expect or hope? I, Something I, that I do expect is remember. In Liliana's thing, it specifically mentioned, like, the names of her, like, scouts, and then one of them mm-hmm. appeared in a book. I would yeah. expect them to be a companion. Okay. I, I'm i going to say this now. I do not expect the Dreadwolf Soulless storyline to be finished at the end of this game. Really? I do not expect it to be concluded at the end of this game. I feel like... I would. I mean, I, it's the name of the game. It's the name, but I feel like it's too big of a plot to have it only be centered in one game. I feel like it's going to be... You could be, do a lot in one game. We did do a lot in one game, but I feel like it's going to be carried into at least one other or two. Like, I don't know why I'm expecting this to be a trilogy in itself. Like, this storyline to be a trilogy in itself. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I don't know. I, I would disagree. I, I expect, I expect it to be wrapped up here. This is, this is interesting. That's not an expectation I would have, like, even because well, I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm thinking it as a movie. You're as thinking a, like this a, is Infinity War. Like this is like the first three. <laughs> that, that's the fate. That's the first fate. That that's done. That oh, that story arc is done with those first three Dragon Age games. And now this is the next phase. It's like Kingdom Hearts. It's like Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Oh, see, I was thinking like Dreadwolf is Infinity War, and then you're expecting there to be then Endgame. Oh no! <laughs> following no. it. No, no. Dreadwolf is Wandavision. <laughs> Dreadwolf is Wandavision. No, it's 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 new Phase Four stuff. Okay. See, I would. My expectation would be that the storyline would be wrapped up in Dreadwolf and then some other storyline would continue, like be seated for the next thing. Well, I like I feel such like- as the Clark Kent alien or <laughs> they'll be like, it's now that maybe some like big, like, you know, status quo changing thing happens at the yeah. end. And it's like, well, now we only have one place to go. And it shows the horizon on the ocean. Oh my god! <laughs> we have to go. <laughs> we have to go away from Thetis and go somewhere else. And then I'll be like, finally. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, I I think either okay. I will say it like this: if Solus's storyline is done by the end of the game of Dragon Age Four, mm-hmm. the effects of that storyline are going to be carried into the next game. I feel like. Whatever elf yeah. revolution or anything that ties to his storyline or any changes that happen to the world are going to be a big part of the next game. I w- yeah, I would expect that. I also, I would say something I expect, well, something I hope is for the little conflicts to sh- come back up. Like we heard that there was a conflict with the Grey Wardens. Mm-hmm. We heard that. We have the College of Enchanters and the Circle led by Vivienne mm-hmm. are sort of competing. I feel like those are things that I could definitely see coming back. Well, so I was going to say, I could see those coming back in like missions in the same yeah. way that like the Elysian Civil War had a mission and the yeah. Wardens had a mission in Inquisition. But those are also all things that are happening outside of Tevinter. Mm-hmm. Like- so... Maybe. And one of my one of my other expectations is that this game will be entirely into Vinter, but that's not necessarily true either. I I feel like it would be entirely into Vinter. I don't see them branching. It out could start into Vinter. I mean, yeah, but like I feel like it's gonna stay into Vinter. I don't see them branching out into other because like if you're making such a big deal that this game is gonna take place in this one area, like, like I mean, we're going to that area in the next game. Like I feel like why would you then traverse back? Go the, back. Yeah. That's fair because, like, what did we have? We had Xandrian stabbing a knife into Tevinter on the map, ruining yeah. a perfectly good map. We, exactly. We had, um, there's like a book, I believe, that takes place in Tevinter. They're making an ant. That's another thing that was in anime. That was announced, uh, announced since we last spoke. They're, they're having an anime that takes place in Tevinter. So there are a lot of Tevinter focused things to mm-hmm. then only have it be like the starting location and that's it yeah i'm also hoping that when uh zandrian meets our new person he brings up the the tevinter map and it has the hole of when he stabbed it it's like we were supposed to come here this is why we're here (laughs) i stabbed the map i stabbed the map you can't refuse the call look at the map (laughs) look at the map this was perfectly good when we had it 
<laughs> what if I told you that I'm the Messiah? Then would you join me? Would you join me? I mean, I'm mm. not, but would you if I said I was? <laughs> That's enticing, but no. <laughs> Can you just refuse the Inquisition altogether? Be like, I'm not joining you. It's like, ah, oh, well. Looks I'm like joining Solus. I'm joining Solus because Solus gave me a job and he gave a, par- a former employee of yours. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a 401k. <laughs> he gave me a 401k match. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, um, I, I um, yeah. that's all I think is going to happen in the next game. Um, my hope is that you know, I'm going to play as a rogue. Just spoiler alert for anyone. Oh yeah, I'm going to play as a rogue the next time. Mm-hmm. Um, because I now that I've played as a mage twice, uh, a rogue mm-hmm. once, and a warrior one time, um, rogue was the most fun I've ever had. Uh. I think it's just Dragon Age 2 is like, I don't know if there's a question eventually asking which one is my favorite, but Dragon Age 2 is my favorite. Um, somewhat. Okay. But uh, yeah, I would probably play, I think I'll play as a mage, even though we've already been a mage in Awakening and Inquisition. I think it would be interesting to be a mage in a society where magic is like True. has a totally different role than any other society. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be cool. But remember, Brandon, another thing that I think, or my prediction of it, I think that all the roles, no matter who you pick, all have magic involved. Because mm-hmm. based off the trailer, we even had uh, someone with a bow and a magic bow and arrow. So I don't think it's going to be like, oh, you're a warrior, you only use a sword. I think you're going to use that little Maybe they'll stuff. have like more magic, like imbued stuff. And yeah. it, it's going to be more integrated into their culture. Yeah. I feel like it won't feel like Dragon Age a little because it's going to be so much more mystical in aesthetic. mm -hmm. Which I'm actually looking forward to it Um, (laughs) because um, I'm kind of getting tired of uh, middle age looking shit. Um, Yeah, it's like middle age and magic is just like a thing that's on the side. Like, like, like I would say this, like the first three Dragon Age games remind me very much of how, like in terms of how they look very much like fucking Game of Thrones. And, uh-huh. and I don't care for Game of Thrones, even before <laughs> the last season, because I was like, this is just medieval porn. Where's, yeah. my, where's my magic? Where's my fantasy? Yeah. And whereas this new game. Oh, my God. When I saw that castle with the magic coming out of it, I'm like, oh, am I in Disney World? What is this magical place? <laughs> evil <laughs> Disney World. It's like, look at this evil Disney World. This looks great. Yeah, that's true. That's another expectation. I expect magic. To be more prevalent in the society of the game, which is cool. It'll it'll feel more like this is a magical world, probably. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to like magic just being a thing that's hidden away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and we might as well go to our second question that Rosa Phantom asks, which is, do you think Solus will or can be redeemed? As far as will he be redeemed, that will probably be up to player choices. But I think there will be an option to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, as for whether he can be redeemed, I would say yes. While this is his plan is to do some horrendous thing to the world, it's not something he's enacted yet. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely see. I I see his character going in a direction where he continues towards that goal without harming people along the way and so i can definitely see a point where we get to the climax and he hasn't done anything like outright like 
evil necessarily. Like he's not like harming people in the way Corypheus just like kills people outright or whatever. Yeah. Like I could see him like all the way up to the point of enacting his plan, having not done anything like too heinous up to that point and then stopping him right before it or something. And that being his ability to be redeemed without having actually like gone to those depths of yeah. immorality. Um, so that's where I see it going. And then I imagine along the way you can make decisions to choose how you want for it to end. And you could probably thwart him by killing him as an enemy or redeem him as a friend or something. I, I, I see that being a choice. Um, I feel like, I don't know for the plan that he's doing, um, to do what he's planning to do, I feel like it's gonna be hard to. He could redeem himself, but I don't see him being alive by the end of it. Oh, you think maybe he'll sacrifice himself? Yeah, I feel like if let's say he were redeemed, I think mm-hmm. it would be hard to keep him alive in the world without people just trying to hunt him down. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's also a very classic thing of yeah. like the the villain being redeemed. Is like I have to stop this. I have to stop, and this. Then it costs them their life. Yeah, like if he gets redeemed and lives in the end, that would be an interesting take because then like you say, oh, Solus is still out there. He's just you know keeping a <laughs> he's low just, profile. He's over with the architect. He's over with the architect. <laughs> he's like, welcome to my lab. And, this and is where all the villains go. <laughs> he's gonna team up with the architect and uh, Utha. <laughs> <laughs> it's like say hello Utha and then Utha just looks around and just, just does that face that Utha does <laughs> um, and then Solus is like this is Meryl <laughs> Solus, Meryl is Solus's Utha <laughs> except instead of being silent she's really talkative <laughs> it's like can you silence your companion there <laughs> it's like she's just the worst yeah she's the worst but you know sometimes she's fun just to make fun of <laughs> <laughs> do you think Solus is going to um like juxtapose the main character like he too will have party members i would love that <laughs> and I, that it's like it's so- like the it's like the uh other world like the alternate version of, of everyone your, you have of you it's like <laughs> he has party members some of them from previous games <laughs> they have they have so like they have like meryl who else like do you think like anders would join him I mean, no. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, well, one, Anders is not an elf. True. Um, if, if so, I mean, in a sense, Solus is trying to make magic not taboo and bring a society where magic is integrated, but it's at the expense of... Of all th- other life. Humans. <laughs> so I don't know that he would be down for that. Yeah. Um, so you think it's only exclusive to, like, elf characters? I feel like... I don't think it's exclusive to elf characters, but I find it. I I think it would be hard to justify why a non-elf would like. It's was it going to be like freaking Meryl and um our boyfriend from the first game, Zevran. Zevran. I don't know if Zevran would be down for that. No, he's he's busy not falling in love with anybody for the rest of his life. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think. That answers that. I, I feel like ultimately he can be redeemed and it'll probably mm. be up to a choice. Yeah. Um, and then Rosa Phantom also leaves a kind message at the oh. end of her thing. Um, should, we, should we just read that for ourselves yeah. after? Uh, you, you, uh, you, uh, I don't know. I, uh, why don't we read it for ourselves after? Because some of them 
It's private. Some people also leave kind messages with some like personal information. So I'll, okay. let, let's, let's all like whenever people leave kind messages, let's just save it for later. Yeah. But I do want to say thank you for the kind thank words. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Preemptive thank you. Even though yes. by the time you listen to this, I've already read it. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Um, our next submission is from Casual Tuna, mm-hmm. whose pronouns are he, him. Mm-hmm. And he asks, after playing all the Dragon Age games, does Manny finally put one of them into his top 10 games list? Oh. If yes, if yes which games of the three? And if not, why? Okay. Well, actually, they say, if not, why, Manny? Why? With three <laughs> question marks. <laughs> all right. I will say and then, this. Well, oh, just okay. as like an aside, after that, they say, or, or he says, uh, he's definitely putting Dragon Age Origins at the top 10 of his all game, all-time game list. Um, it's so good, even though he played it 10 years after coming out. Okay. So that's his uh, answer to his own question. But but how about you, Manny? This okay. is specifically for you. This is specifically for me. All right. So I will say this. Um, I would say Dragon Age 2 might be in the top 10. If not in the top 10, number 11. Um, because I had so much fun with Dragon Age 2. I felt like I, not that I didn't like the other two. Um, and also to remind everyone that like RPGs are usually not in my usual games that I play. Yeah, true. Um, I like his other top games are like Mario Odyssey, Mario Odyssey, uh, Zelda Twilight Princess. And uh, (laughs) though I, I have been expanding my palette. So yeah. it's it's um but I will say if I were to pick one of the three to put in my top ten mm-hmm. right now, which I, I you know I could reevaluate. Um I haven't changed yeah. it in a while. Um mm-hmm. I would put Dragon Age two um because I love the story, I love the gameplay of Dragon Age Two. I like you could tell by the first episode that I'm a d- completely different person playing Dragon Age 2 <laughs> than Dragon Age Origins because like the moment I found out that I could just wham buttons like a crazy man <laughs> that's when I was like if this is for me like <laughs> like I so enjoy Dragon Age 2 like I want to play it again I just do not have a PlayStation 3 to play it on um, that's but true I am, you, they do have it on PC but you don't have a gaming PC well I will be getting a gaming PC and Dragon Age 2 will be one of the first ones that I will <laughs> be getting it will be on your roster it will be on my <laughs> roster to play again I will but the thing is I feel like I can't play these games again because mm. I don't want to ruin the enchantment timeline like, yeah that's like, so interesting because a bunch of people play the games like multiple times with multiple different ways yeah well we have a friend because- of ours who played it like 10 times like different yeah. um different characters each time and i'm like i feel like i tried playing inquisition um on my own yeah. and i couldn't i i like i could not for the life of me continue. it's like this isn't real this isn't real this it's is like, not it's like tr- you stepped into an alternate universe and i don't like <laughs> it's it just, it's like, I, it's like that, I, that, it, it is weird because like i you know when most people play while many people probably do have like the version that they consider canon Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine you spent, like, we interact it in a way that's very unique, right? Yeah. Like, we watch it, and, then, like, we play it, we rewatch it, we talk about it, we talk through all the decisions, and every single decision, like, even if it's, like, a random side line, like, every <laughs> single thing we say, we, like, re- like confirm with each other, we refer, like, make a 
very intentioned decision. Mm-hmm. And so it just feels so set in stone to me. <laughs> yeah. And that's why Brandon does not like the fact that we're going to be having two different versions of this. It's not that I don't like it. It just feels <laughs> weird. Oh, we actually talked about this off air. Um, <laughs> I was joking because it's like a Zelda timeline split. And yeah. I was joking that the the split, because this is something we disagree <laughs> with, is that Manny's timeline is the wanting Solus to like be Dom. killed timeline. And then my timeline is the wanting Solus to be redeemed timeline. And that's the where the universe split. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. But well, yeah. I don't know if that will be the case. But um as for me, even though this was a question for Manny, so prior to this, my top ten games of all time list was kinda like vibes. It wasn't very it was just sort of like, oh, I remember loving this game, I remember loving this game, and sort of just like placing it from there. Mm-hmm. And so I did have Dragon Age Inquisition on that because that was and this was pre-podcast. Post-podcast I don't know. I think objectively Dragon Age Inquisition is the more like polished game than of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that would still be the one that would be above the others. I also have a greater appreciation for it now that I've experienced it in this way. And we've talked about everything like and, and I feel the same way about all the games in the series. I feel like I have a greater appreciation after really engaging with it. Yeah. But I, I do need to refurbish my top 10 list. And I want to do it in a way that feels empirical. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to literally, like, ha- do a sorting algorithm and, oh like, my. place them into a sorting algorithm and be like, which of the... Because here's how sorting... Like, a, okay, quick engineering aside. A sorting algorithm, the essential basics is that you can compare two elements. So, let's say, in this case, games or let's just say numbers, and you say which one's greater than the other, and then you order them properly, and you do that for various matchups until you have them sorted. And so if you take that with games, it's like, these are the two games, which of these is better than the other, and then do that over and over again until it's sorted. And so I I want to do something like that, where I am the comparing algorithm to determine which game is better than the next. And eventually I will have an empirical list of sorted games. Yeah, I can't That's- do that. I I I um I just think of what games have had a impact on me. Yeah. Um and then I kind of just sort it from there. I just, <laughs> where it's like what what was my I kind of you know how how I do this is what I do with like games and movies. It's yeah. based off how I reacted to them at the time. And right. what that time period was like. Mm. Like, right now... Well, I, I would say... For so it's not just it, about the game itself. It's it, about it's your experience with my it. My experience with it. So, like, mm-hmm. um, for example, Super Mario World is on my top yeah. 10. Mm-hmm. Mainly because it is the first video game I ever played. And yeah. it was my introduction to video games as a whole. Um, yeah. Same thing with Super Mario 64 was the first... 3d game i ever played um and it holds a special place in my life Mm -hmm. um and twilight princess same thing um spider-man i would say my most recent top three are mainly because we just left the pandemic and the two Mm. games in the top three are the ones i played during the pandemic (laughs) and really helped that time period so like my number two favorite game is ghost of tsushima 
Yeah. And number three is Final Fantasy VII Remake, which it's, yeah. it's just so weird how I got obsessed with Final Fantasy VII Remake and then <laughs> tried to go back to the original one. I'd be like, oh, I can't do this. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the same. This is not the same. This is too much. I can't this, do. Yeah. Uh, it's almost for that reason why I feel like Dragon Age for me, like it needs to have some sort of representation in the top 10 because in, in the same way that you said it's about like your experience with it. Yeah. Like my experience with Dragon Age is so unlike my experience with any other game because of doing this podcast. Yeah. And I, I mean, I will say that Dragon Age, that's probably why I put Dragon Age 2 in my top mm-hmm. 10, because I will say that, yes, it was the game that I enjoyed the most, but I think it is my favorite era of the podcast was Dragon Age mm-hmm. 2. I felt like, yeah, I don't know. There was something like, we we went through origins. I think like we we hit our we, we knew what we were doing at that point. Right. And um also I think it was the one that took the longest amount of time because it like we started in like what twenty That's when the pandemic began the during the pandemic began that. and it was just it took up so much of our life as in yeah. the podcast. Um but yeah. I enjoyed it. And every also moment. Inquisition, like the experience with Inquisition like it's I feel like Origins had us still getting used to things and Inquisition had us winding down from things and Dragon Age 2 was the one where we could sort of just like know what we're doing. Oh my, like Dragon Age 2, we were playing it together. Like we were recording and playing it together. Um, <laughs> yeah. In person. And yeah. it was it was just a great time. Well, uh, we also transitioned into, by the end of Dragon Age 2 true. to being remote. Yeah. So it basically had a little of everything. <laughs> yeah, but but I I loved that game so much. Yeah. So I would say Dragon Age Two. It's gonna be in the top ten. I just have to think about where. Like where? Yeah. I would say probably between six to ten. It'll be in that mm. range. I will have to give an update when I do my empirical. Yeah. Now that I don't have podcast work to do, that's what he's I will do. spend my time creating an algorithm. Well, I don't have to create sorting algorithms exist already, and they're are better than anything I can come up with. So I will just create a program which allows me to input my list of games. And then I will just put Dragon Age 2 on a dartboard and throw a dart. And wherever it lands, that's where it goes. I guess it's number... Oh, I got Bullseye. I guess it's my... It's my favorite game. game. It w- well, <laughs> that's that's what fate told me. So... <laughs> um, thank you for the question, Casual Tuna. Thank and thank you, you for listening. Our next question is from, and I, I believe I'm pronouncing it quest- correctly, Windfishy. I believe this is our listener who has made a few tweets about us in German, I th- if I'm remembering I properly. think if I think it's in German. It's another language. Yes. I, so I apologize for not being able to interact with it in the same way I would with yeah. <laughs> English. But I absolutely appreciate the support nonetheless. Um, so Windfishy goes by she, her pronouns. Mm-hmm. Um, and she asks a few questions. We are quite a bit into this podcast, so we got to answer these a bit quicker, probably. Yeah. But yes, she asks. Um, and there are a few questions here, so let's let's do these. Uh, did you expect the podcast to end with Dragon Age Inquisition, or was Dragon Age 4 part of the plan? Um, I felt like when we started, I, feel, I felt like Dragon Age 4 was too far into the future i always knew let's say if we even thought of even continuing past the inquisition um there was going to be a huge break in between dragon age 
three. Yeah. Like a job I, in season three and four. I agree. I never, even at the start, when it was like four years out from the end of the podcast, I knew, or at least I expected Dragon Age 4 to not be out. Yeah. Or even have a release date. Yeah. By the time the podcast ended, or by the time Inquisition ended, which ended up being the case. Yeah. <laughs> um, But we did consider having a break. What one thing we did consider before we even played Inquisition and we were trying to think long term, we considered ending Inquisition. So basically having this, taking a long break until Dragon Age 4 came out, doing podcasts of the books between Inquisition and 4 as lead up to get us back in the groove mm -hmm. and then doing Dragon Age 4. That was something we considered. Yeah. Um, but by the time, obviously, we got to this point, continuing the podcast, we just knew that it would yeah. not be feasible yeah. to get back into it. It's so much work. We're, we're already in points in our lives where it's too much work. So mm -hmm. years from now, we'll only be, you know, Worse. farther away from a place I, where we could do that. I, I could have a child by the time Dreadwolf comes out. <laughs> I can't, I can't do a podcast and raise children. I mean, there are people I know that can, but me as a person, I cannot. I don't think I could. Yeah. Um, so that that answers that it, it was potentially part of the plan but i think mm -hmm. we always knew that there would at least be a big break yeah and ultimately we decided that it would be best to have the podcast end in this way um and then uh her next question is do you want to do another podcast sometime in the future well um just yes for me, uh -huh. at least, yes, and that is possibly something that you'll probably hear about not too far from now. <laughs> yes, uh, if if that comes to pass, it would be with other people. Yeah, not with me. So Manny potentially has a podcasting career to come. Um, I, on the other hand, uh, like I would do another podcast in the future. However. I would only do it if I could just get on and record and leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's like, nothing I, to really do. I mean, you know what, Brandon? Like, let's say if whatever happens with my future possible podcast, you could show up at random points. Yeah, and like, I wouldn't mind if anyone's listening that has a podcast and would like me to guest, I would love to be a guest on a podcast. Like, like, I have guested on other podcasts. Like, I would do another podcast with Brandon if it was like something that we could just go in and leave. <laughs> like if it were with like a podcasting studio. That would be like, good. And like, we're part of the Earwolf Network or whatever, like one of those. Yeah. Like, obviously that's not like, we're not like comedians or anything. Like no. we are not podcasters by trade, by mm -hmm. career. Yeah. Professionally. But um, if there were a situation where I could just be the voice and not do the person editing all the other stuff. Um, then I would do it. But mm -hmm. in terms of like doing an independent podcast, um, probably not. And listen, I'm someone who likes to create. Uh, uh, there's two things. I like to create. I like to build something. Even before this podcast, I was in acapella in college and I liked to perform and I, I always liked to have some sort of endeavor that involved like performance or creating something. Even now I'm a software engineer and I enjoy creating programs. Right. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like probably after a while I will feel that itch to want to build and create something. Mm -hmm. um, so it's potential 
for me to return to podcasting or to streaming or something yeah. like that. Same here. Like I'm, I'm, I think once I get my gaming PC, I think that's where I'm gonna seriously like really go into like, yeah, I gotta make my Twitch account <laughs> and and start streaming. Yeah, but I, feel, I I could see that. But the thing is, like, I feel like me by myself is n- not enough. That's another thing. I like having you there. Or at least someone. I like yeah. to make it into a social experience. Yeah. So I don't know. There's potential. Um, th- uh, her next question. If you could date any character from Dragon Age yourself, who would it be? Oh. Does this count com- characters that are not compatible with your sexuality? Um, you, you know what? Sure. Sure. Um, Let's do one that is and one that isn't. Okay. Or, or I mean, if there, if there is one that isn't that you care to. Okay. Answer. Mine would probably be Varric, if anything. Really? Mine would be Varric. I feel like Varric would be the ideal kind of person I want to be with. I wasn't even thinking. I was thinking only like romance options, but I guess that's very narrow-minded of me. Because like Varric, I feel like he's very down to her earth, much like me. And I'm looking primarily for someone who's very down to earth, much like me. Um, yeah and you know it like i can never like i don't know i i I, the other characters like maybe i don't know i don't think i could even be with the other characters to be honest like i like dorian like would be like a nice one night stand and that would not be compatible with dorian no you would not (laughs) at all actually i wouldn't even want to be with dorian because i feel like his personality is a little too much for me to hand I, I I'm not sure that you I think I could definitely be friends with Dorian and mm-hmm. I think you could too but I don't think either of us could yeah. be dating him yeah um who would I be compatible with I don't know I tend to be compatible with people who are like similar to me in mindset mm. but different from me in execution interests uh i don't know vivian do you think anyone i don't know (laughs) no no. (laughs) is Uh, there any you know what i feel like you would go well with maybe someone like oh god i don't know no i i I don't know brandon i don't know maybe like uh, (laughs) this is hard maybe like a male version of like Aveline or something. Maybe. <laughs> That's probably the best way to answer that is a male version of Aveline. Well then again, if I dated Aveline, she would beat me up in the street. She would have she would like arrange for me to, to be get beaten ha- up to get in the harmed. street. Clearly, I loved Brandon, but I'm not freaking coddling him. I'm not he, coddling him. He died here on the street. Right there. The, the reason I say that is because Aveline's very like responsible mm-hmm. and also like more like rugged than i am but but here's the thing i think aveline maybe is too type a because i am very type a and i feel like that's what i mean like i feel like i am compatible with people with a similar mindset but like different mm-hmm. almost like you said execution like i yeah. feel like i i don't know i don't know I don't I'll, even, just, I'll just stick with that answer and move i don't on. even know <laughs> I, I though i feel like me and varic are probably because I, well, I don't know what type i am i guess i'm mm-hmm. type b Type A is very, like, organized and, like, everything has to be, like, planned. Mm-hmm. And type B is more, like, free-flowing. Uh, I would say you're a mixture. I'm a mix of both because I do need some things that are organized, but then I also like being very laid back and be like, ah, it's yeah. fine. We could deal with it in a certain... In, yeah. We don't have to deal with it right now. 
I feel like I'm definitely type A. Mm. I like everything to be scheduled. Mm. Like I can do free flowing with it to an extent. Mm-hmm. To a planned extent. Yeah. Um but yes, and then uh her final question. What did you like best on your podcast journey? And I love this question because oh. it's very open ended. Oh, I, 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 thought, I thought the question, I thought it wasn't done yet. I thought it was going to be like a list of things that we had to oh, choose. Oh, no. Um, no, I was just going to say, I was like multiple choice. No, I, uh, yeah, I, I like this question because it goes with the spirit of this episode. This is our celebration yes. of all of Enchantment. So what did we like best on our podcast journey? What I liked best was I loved the experience of playing something with a, a good friend of mine. Um, Mm -hmm. For sure. I've never had to experience a single player game in that sort of way. Um, Yeah. For a long period of time, I did enjoy um, just the time we had together. Yeah. um, Doing everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I enjoyed the various amounts of vegetable platters that I kept buying every time we played a game. (laughs) There was a long, there was a stretch where we would always eat a vegetable platter. (laughs) like played the game oh my god i tried to buy the I that was during f- dragon age 2 i i just devoured each vegetable platter <laughs> <laughs> like that broccoli was mine <laughs> oh i love the carrots and the celery oh i i remember that during dragon age 2 we would have vegetable platters i'd go like stop and shop be like i'll be right there and then i buy like a huge ass vegetable platter eventually I, I, <laughs> we made it a smaller one but i used to buy the big ones yeah. Um, I would agree for me. I think my favorite part was spending it with Manny. Um, not only like I I love when games can be a social experience, mm-hmm. but I love single player games. And so this was the marriage of that where I could play a single player game with Manny. Um, we've been friends longer doing this podcast than we have been without doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. And so we've also grown closer as a result. Um, so I, I think that's what's, what's best for me, even beyond like the games themselves or yeah. the podcasting itself, just being able to spend time with Manny. I think also to flip this question to be like, what do I miss the most about ending it? I think it's the same thing. I'm going to miss having this time with Manny. Now, like our friendship will need to rely on, on what all of our other friendships rely on, which yeah. is like <laughs> making the time to spend together. Like mm-hmm. I no longer have the obligation to be your friend. I have to do it. <laughs> this is the, la- this is the last time miss- Brandon sees me. <laughs> I know. Life. I'm like, that's how it feels. I'm like, I'm going to miss having this thing, this thing that's been like a ritual for us for so mm-hmm. long. It's that that's been my favorite part. Yeah. And it's going to be harder because now we both live not not too far away like an hour away from each other but you work we in the do. city but, but so. i do work in the city and you know what maybe without so many podcasting responsibilities there will be more opportunities to to see to make go. use of the city and make yeah. use of being to, around each other yeah so um which is funny because we're literally i'm we're literally recording the episode like i'm I'm in my parents' house, so which I'm is a, right next to me. Which is right next to Brandon. So we're, uh, but we're we saw each other yesterday. So we did see each other <laughs> yesterday. So, but this is it's it's just I love how it's full circle. I end I began the podcast in this room, and I'm ending it in this room. Yes, and I began the podcast in that room <laughs> because <laughs> we played Dragon Age Origins in your house. Yeah, your parents' house now. Yeah. Um, 
Speaking of, um, there's no more question from Win Fishy. Uh, she does leave a nice comment, which we said we would read ourselves after. But in it, I will say she mentions that she's been listening since Dragon Age Origins. Oh, it's so weird. What was it like five years ago? Like almost um, five years ago. I we think started? we began in 2018. So four, four years over ago. four years ago though, because mm. we began in June is when we began playing, and we released it in October. Yeah. I think of 2018. So. Oh yeah, thank you so much for thank you. for sticking with us all this time, and we hope you had a wonderful time. Thank and you I, for yeah, the question and, I, and for listening. And I have a question um, for her as well. Um, okay. Is your username a Zelda reference? Because I would like to know. Oh. Because there is the wind fish in, uh, in The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Oh, uh, so that's maybe. Why that's what I'm wondering. Just, just let me know. <laughs> just send me a little DM or yeah. something. Ah, thank you, Winfishy, for the question and for listening. Um, our next question is from Jogproof, who also goes by Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, their pronouns are he slash they. And he asks, is there anyone you wish your characters would have romanced instead of the canonical ones Canonical ones you chose? Okay. And there's also three questions here, but that's the first one. So um, anyone you wish your characters would have romanced instead of the ones we chose? Yes. So... Um... Uh, Stevan would have kept him single. Would have kept him single. Really? I would have kept him single. I, there was no use to put him with Zevran. I think I was just so in the mood to have a gay relationship in mm. the game that I did not think, is this relationship even mm. worth it? Like, is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like the reasoning we went with Zevran was because we were just like, we want to make a gay character. It's like a first one. Yeah. And we were just excited to, at the prospect. Yeah. Um, if I had to... Th- see, this I'm going to give an interesting twist. Okay. If we were able to, like, pause and not be so excited to just have a gay relationship, I might have made S- Stevan, as far as what's narratively more interesting to me, I would have put Stevan with Liliana. That would have... I would have done that, too. Knowing especially that Liliana appears in the future mm-hmm. and having that extra, like, if Stevan still died and Liliana is now this, like, person who also dealt with the death of the, their love. Uh-huh. And then I would have made Xandrian our game character and had Xandrian with Iron Bull. Oh, that's a little... <laughs> I, um, I would disagree. Mm-hmm. Um... If we were to make a gay character, no, because I like Talia and Anders together. I feel like it's a more interesting couple than with yeah. her and anybody else. And I love Xandrian and Josephine together. I feel like it's the most healthy of the <laughs> relationships. Um, That's true. But I, pro- I Stevan and Liliana probably would have been a very nice, healthy relationship, um, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so if let's say if I were to make Xandrian gay, um in inquisition i don't know if i put him with iron bull i mean the only other option is dorian Dorian, and i don't think it would work with dorian either that's what i mean i feel like dorian already has like a solid enough character whereas i think iron bull's character would be enhanced Mm -hmm. by being in a romance which is why i would have gone that route i don't know I would have just waited for Dragon Age Four to make a gay character <laughs> at this point. I would, which which is what I'm planning. I my next Dragon Age character is going to be a gay man. Mm. Um, there also, um, I mean, you could have 
Oh, well, we're assuming here, I think, that the characters are the same people. Yeah. Like, so, like, maybe they could have done, like, in Talia two. and Isabella. I, I was thinking Talia and Isabella, but the way that shit ends with Isabella, I don't want to deal with that. Well, it probably would not have ended that way. True. But Talia is also canonically bisexual, so it wouldn't even involve changing her yeah. identity. Put Talia and fucking Meryl together. That's just the <laughs> <laughs> No, everything else is the same, but they're in a relationship. <laughs> she's still she's still cons- very mean with her. <laughs> it's like the most like, toxic. Relationship I will fucking ever. kill you. By the way, love you, babes. <laughs> By the way, date night tomorrow. <laughs> but, Maybe um, that'd be interesting. That would have been an interesting, very unhealthy relationship. <laughs> um but um I think, yeah, if I were to change it, then like I probably would have put Stevan with make Stevan not canonically gay and make Stevan with Liliana because that would have mm-hmm. been I, I think even there we even recognize that they had a specific friendship um yeah. in that game. Like a a good relationship that I was like, you know what, that could work. It could yeah. work between them. Um, yeah, I think it could. But I, I don't wanna risk Zan I feel like Xandrian's relationship with Josephine is just too fucking sweet. To not to get rid of to get rid of I, I, I like I was like they were so cute and I kind of wanted Xander to be gay, um, mm-hmm. but seeing now seeing the end result with Josephine it just felt right. If, yeah, like, that's just true. Their interaction I feel like I would need a different kind of personality to go with Iron Bull. Someone else, yeah. Like yeah. if there were a different character entirely. Yeah. That, well, there is a future question that something has something to do with that. So okay. maybe we can pause on that combo. Okay. Um, the next question from Sam. Uh, they ask, "Was there any other choices you wish you had made?" Well, I know a couple of choices that Brandon wishes he had made. Um, <laughs> but for me, I kind of wish I didn't kill Stevan. Is that more out of like intrigue to see what happens or yes. like you wish you hadn't? I think it would have been intrigue to see what happens because, you know. It's not like you regret it. I don't regret it. I, I kind of just want to yeah. see where that went. Um, uh-huh. uh, besides other things, I okay. I will say, and I'm going to agree with Brandon on a on a specific decision. Now, after <laughs> I think I know what you're going to bring up because I think we talked about it yesterday. We talked about we it yesterday. Other. We should not have accepted Anders so quickly <laughs> after he <laughs> blew up a, a chantry. Because um, we like it was. It felt very to me. It felt very indecisive. It was yeah. like we were like, "Get out of here!" And then he comes back, and then we're like, "Okay, join me again." It was just like, <laughs> "Like stand up for yourself, Talia." Like, look what he did. You know, <sighs> that made me feel like she was doing it out of like her love for him yeah. rather than standing up for what was actually right. Mm-hmm. So that's something that if I, I feel like regrets a strong word, cause ultimately it doesn't change much, but that is something that I would choose differently if presented with the decision. Um, okay. This is not something that I wish I had done, but I am intrigued to see what it would be like to side with the Templars at the end of Dragon Age 2. I just want to mm. see how that even plays out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to know what happens. Like, like, do, do you kill Bethany? I mean, or? I have, like, I have looked it up, but, like, experiencing that would you be You want to experience it full hand, yeah. Um, also, I guess this isn't necessarily a choice, but um, just having Carver around 
instead of no, Bethany. That's, no, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> well, that's something that I think would be interesting to see, like mm. to see how the dynamic of the character differs. Yeah. Um, oh, I do um, regret. Well, I don't know if I regret um, our decisions mm-hmm. in Orzammar. I, I think oh. I regret it after the, you know what it was said in the uh, in the at the end of Origins, like the little PowerPoint presentation of yeah. what happened afterwards. It's like Orzammar wasn't really improved by yeah, like Harrowmont. Like maybe Balin, even though with his crazy fucking ways, maybe he would have been fine. I don't know. Like maybe he would have done better yeah. for Orzammar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I we've talked about this in the past. I stand by supporting Haramont because I don't think someone who is that tyrannical, even if they would institute things that I agree with, mm-hmm. I don't like the tyranny that yeah. Balin has. We just we need a um, new person who's able to do all those changes without being a fucking tyrant. Yes. I would like someone who has those same like political ideologies without the tyranny. Um and if Haramont dies like the slide said then maybe there's a vacancy for that to happen yes (laughs) or actually maybe there's not because didn't we kill all the Balin supporters we did kill all the Balin supporters they were like this is they're like we don't agree with this and they all fought us and I was like you did it you saved Orzammar and it's like half of parliament's like on the ground (laughs) it's like really messed up oh my god that's a that's a weird ass fucking uh that is mission (laughs) it's a terrible it's weird that 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 is something I wish had changed. Like I don't know what I would have done differently, but I feel like it ended in a way that was like ridiculous. And then even leaving the place, we're still being attacked by like supporters on the yeah. streets. It's like <laughs> we did not do well by this community. <laughs> um, um, and then there is a third question here by Sam, mm-hmm. and he asks, "And if you could change race in Dragon Age Origins, which you, would you have picked instead?" Um, I think I I would not have picked human. Mm. Um, probably would have picked either elf mm-hmm. or you know what I I because maybe elf, but I feel like then I couldn't pick Zandrian, and I like Zandrian being an elf in the in mm. Inquisition. Um, well, we did play as Carol Channing as an elf. We did play as Carol Channing as an elf, but maybe, not as a not as a Dalish elf, as like a city elf. Yeah, maybe a dwarf would have been interesting. That that would have been my answer well i guess here's my opportunity that is my answer (laughs) i think um it it would have been interesting to play as a dwarf because i I think with inquisition that's our only other opportunity to decide Mm -hmm. which race we want to be and if i had the opportunity to choose a different one for that which wasn't asked but i would have chosen kunari because that's like the only time you can yeah but i think choosing dwarf in inquisition or in origins not only does it just allow you to be the other different race, but we also get to see Orzammar from the perspective of someone who lives there. Yeah. And it would have been even more impactful to return and deal with the politics of it now that we know that it's so close to our character's like yeah. homeland. So I think that would have been what I what I would answer. Yeah. I think that's the most interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, thank you, Sam for the questions and thank you for for listening all right and our next person is crazy dragon spelled krz dragon mm-hmm. uh her pronouns are she they okay um and for their questions uh there are two here 
If you did a replay of each game, which romances would you like to try the next time? So this is the question that I was referring to where I was like, there's another question sort of like it. So, you know, different replay, potential to be a totally different character. Yeah. What romances would you like to try? Yeah. So, yeah, I would do a different character, different kind of personality character in Inquisition to be with Iron Gold. Mm. If I had to choose, if I had to say for each game, <clears throat> I would want to be in a romance with Morgan. I think oh, that would be interesting. Oh, that would be interesting. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, as for Dragon Age 2, um, I-, I think it would be interesting to see a Meryl romance, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even the one where you're still like a rival with her. <laughs> but I-, I think in general, I think if we romance with Meryl and potentially even like had the friendship, like the positive relationship, mm-hmm. that would be a new way to experience her yeah. character. And for Inquisition, maybe Cassandra. Ooh. It's all women. All women. <laughs> uh, if I were to ch- pick someone for um, Dragon Age uh, Origins, mm-hmm. it would probably be because, you know, I love Alistair and I wanted to be with Alistair yeah. from the beginning. So I'm just going to have to change the character to a female so I can yeah. be with Alistair. Um, mm-hmm. And in Dragon Age 2, I would probably say the same with, to have a relationship with Meryl. Just mm-hmm. to see what that's like. But also yeah. be mean to her at the same time. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, I actually have a different answer for Inquisition as well. Uh, Solus. I think that oh, would be that so would interesting. Be cool. Yes, yes. That would change the entire like framing of the ending. Mm-hmm. And even the framing of like the you know transition to the next game. Yeah. That, so I that would, would be really interesting. That. Uh, and then they also ask, was there a specific type of character, story, or type of romance that you wish you could have gotten? I wish I could have gotten a really, really nice gay romance that was loving. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, we don't know. Maybe Anders or Fenris could have been that. Maybe Iron Bull or Dorian could have been that. That's what I wish I had. and i wish Um, that the um mage and templar civil war was a little bit more in the forefront mm. inquisition rather than like a background thing happening like an extra thing that was also happening yeah that's another type of story in this case as for romance i i mean i i think i've said this but i'm not as into the romance aspect of dragon age i much prefer the stories and like the narratives of the characters that don't pertain to romance that pertain to like society mm-hmm. um so I- i'm not sure that there's any type of romance that i really like am looking for other than i guess what manny said yeah it would be nice to have like a like a cullen-esque romance but for the gays yes but uh as for a specific type of character story hmm uh, I would say, and this kind of ties into my other hope for Dragon Age 4, where I said I would like Krem to be a playable companion. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see a trans character. Um, I would love for that to be Krem. Um, you know, I, I that we get to this. spend like a good amount of time with and learn about their experiences yeah. in society beyond like a single conversation. Yeah. I would also love a choice as your character to be a trans character as well. Mm. Yeah. I guess I I don't know logistically how like playing a trans male would be different than playing a male Mm -hmm. and vice. Yeah. And same with like 
Yeah. Female. Although I guess you could also say like you can make a non- nice to make a non-binary par- character, yeah. which I feel like there should be more free reign of the type of character you could be. I feel like that would be really um, fascinating. I feel like that would be something that Dragon Age would be introducing that I've never seen a game do. Yeah. Because not only like if you introduce the ability to either be trans or be um, non-binary, the fact that Dragon Age is so heavily voice acted, it would be something that is really integral to the gaming experience, right? Like whenever you are a male or a female in the games as they exist now, they are referred to your characters as he or she and whatnot. And so every voice line would need to be adjusted to use they, them pronouns or what have you, if you can enter your pronouns. Mm -hmm. So that would be really interesting if you could create a character and then enter like between three choices of pronouns or something. Yeah. And then have the lines reflect that. I feel like that would be something a game has never done. Yeah. So that would be really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Cool. Well, thank you, Crazy Dragon. Thank you. For the questions. And thank you for, for listening to the podcast. Um, our next questions are from Casabana Banana, mm-hmm. <laughs> who goes by she, her pronouns. I love that, 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 that uh, <laughs> name. It's all one word, too. <laughs> um, and she asks, if you could go back, she has two questions. Um, so the first one is, if you could go back and change one major decision from each game, what would they be? Oh, from each game? Yes, one major decision from each game. A major one. Okay. Yeah. So not like, let's save that little girl from dying from in that village. From, <laughs> from the demon. From the demon. That's major for her. That major for her. Life. She's dead now. That's the most important decision of her life. Um, so for the first I, game. I do have a. Uh-huh. Oh, you go. Oh, no, you go. You go first. Okay. Because I do have an answer in mind, at least for Origins, mm-hmm. which might be obvious because you already said it, but it would be to um, do the dark ritual and not sacrifice our character. That's my because, decision as well. Yeah, that does change a lot. And then you have Kieran in Inquisition and the Hero for Elden's like out and about and it is the same character the, as the Hero for Elden in Awakening. I feel like it makes for a lot of interesting change in the future. Yeah. Um, as for the other two games, I have to think more, but what... Well, do you have anything um, to add? Dragon, well, Dragon Age 2. Mm, I don't know if I would change anything, to be honest. The only thing I could think of is like... Is Anders. Right. It's like, do you like agreeing with Anders wholeheartedly or something? Yeah. Or siding with the Templars? But I don't think those are things that I would like to do. It's more just curious to see how they would go. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then I guess the other one is... Okay, here's the one I'll say. My answer would be... Uh, being like a mage and then that way you can be with Carver. And then not mm-hmm. only would you experience the events of Dragon Age 2 as a mage yourself, but you could also experience the relationship with Carver. So I guess that would yeah. be my decision. Yeah. I would mm, I would probably decide to be as a mage in the second. Well, no, no, not really because I still love playing as a rogue. I think that's where like <laughs> gameplay goes more for me, like where it decides. For it's me not about. worth it. Plus, you prefer Bethany, so. And I love Bethany. I don't want to be with Carver. It's like, why am I torturing myself? Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would totally. I think the only thing from Dragon Age Two that I would decide differently is how we were with Anders at the end of the game, um, mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, yeah. And in terms of Inquisition, um. I don't know. I feel like I don't regret 
a lot of the decisions I made. Um, no. In Inquisition. Something that might be interesting. Well, I guess one of them to potentially answer for you would be to say that we want to kill Solas instead of <laughs> yeah. redeem him. <laughs> and I I still <laughs> like the idea of us playing Dragon Age 4 with that being the only difference. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I want to kill him. I want his head on a spike. <laughs> um, But uh, the other thing, and I guess like, I don't know how major this is, but uh, potentially having Xandrian drink from the well instead of Morgan. Ooh, that would have been cool. Because then you would... The framing of all the events of how the game ends would be different. Yeah. I don't think Trespasser would be any different mm-hmm. if you drank from the well yourself. Although it probably should be. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> then it's like, the well's like, don't trust Solus. Don't trust He's <laughs> evil. <laughs> um, that would be my answer. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if what I would change in Inquisition, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. Besides, yeah, drinking from the well. Um, you know what? A, a main decision I would, I would have kicked Sarah out earlier. <laughs> and I've gone through ser- with it. I'm serious. I would have like when we had that option. Yeah, I would have done it. <laughs> See, I have like this want to just have everyone possible mm-hmm. for as long as we can keep them. I mean, I had her for a good amount of time. I don't need her anymore. I've seen enough. It's I've like seen- the opposite of Isabella. Isabella, yeah. it's like, how dare you leave me? And Sarah, it's like, just Why go. Just go. Leave. I don't want you here. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. <laughs> um, and then, so Sarah's definitely not going to be the answer to this next question that Casabana Banana asks, which is, if you could spend a day with any of the companions, who would you pick and why? <laughs> oh, my God. So we're ruling out Sarah. This is across all games. Yeah, it just says any of the companions. Who would I want to hang out with? One easy answer would be to have a spa day with Vivian. I I would have thought that you would want to have a spa day with Vivian. (laughs) I feel like you would have a good time with Vivian on like a spa day or just like just the decadence. Yeah, just like lifestyle. one day out with Vivian, like a spa day, just like enjoy the lap of luxury for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who would I want to hang out with. I, I I'd hang out with Varric. I'd hang mm. out with um, I would like to hang out with Cole because mm. I feel like I'd be like, just what that person say, what's that person thinking? <laughs> I don't know if I would want to spend literally the day like more than three hours. With Cole, just because I feel like it would be very emotionally taxing mm. to have, like, to know all the pains of the people around you. But then, it, but I don't want that to reflect, like, that's not Cole's fault. Yeah, like, I, I don't want to be like, I don't want to spend time with you because it's too sad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I feel like that's not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think my answer would be Vivienne. Now, that's, that's a different answer than if the question was, who would you want to be, like, good friends with? Because I do want to spend a day with Vivienne because I think a spa day would be very relaxing and she would probably have very interesting things to talk about. But I don't think she's the character I would most want to be good friends with. Mm. I'd still say Varric if, if that were the question. Mm. For me, if I had to be good friends with someone, I would probably choose Josephine. You and Josephine would be really good friends. Just like I just, She's really nice. She's so nice. I feel like she would be great at planning parties and vacations and 
just like she's group you. events with friends. She, she's just a type A personality. She is type A personality, but I feel like we would get along a lot. Yeah. While um, like Varric is me, where we would just be like, yeah, you know, just yeah, I, I could definitely see you being good friends with Varric. Maybe Alistair. Mm. I think Alistair would make a really good friend. Liliana yeah. in Origins. <laughs> in Origins, not now. Um, I, 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 I'd I, say I'd be good friends with Alistair. You know who I want to be friends with, even though she would annoy the shit out of me after a while? Win. Oh, yeah. I think you're going to say Meryl. <laughs> I, no, no, not Meryl. Meryl, I would keep just so I could, you know. No, I would be friends with Meryl, honestly. I think Meryl would be a good friend. She'd want to hang out all the time. And she, ha- she has interests. Yeah. She has goals. You yeah, friends she's with an goals. interesting person. Um, I feel like she might be a friend who sometimes like makes questionable decisions. Yeah. But I think she would still be a good friend. Yeah. But I would love Wynn because I feel like Wynn yeah. would be like such a good like figure to ask advice. But then she would be like, oh, I'm just not long for this world. <laughs> I'm dying soon. And then, but then, if you're close enough, you can call her out on her bullshit. I'd be like, when I saw like, you, I, run you a just mile. ran a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry. I can't. I can't do like when I was younger. Like, what the? Were you Superman? When you were like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the heat! The heat is getting to me. Someone catch me! I just let her fall to the ground. And she- well, you know, I would actually, I would enjoy that because if I'm like out and about. And like Vivian, uh, not Vivian, Wynn would always lie about <laughs> being too tired. And then I could have a rest as a result. If you're just out like all day. True. It's like, oh, she's so tired. Like, we just need to relax we're somewhere just, nice. Just, and then go. we just get a margarita. And she's like, oh, I'm so glad we relaxed. And she's like <laughs> clearly full of energy. And also, she remember, she will drink the fucking shit out of that margarita based off the book with her freaking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. They were like, she drank like an unexpected amount or yeah. something. <laughs> so, yeah, those would be um, the people I'd be friends with. Yeah. So thank you, Casabana Banana. And I love Banana. And I love your name. Yes. <laughs> and thank you for listening as well. Yes. Um, our next question is from Harker, who has they them pronouns, or who mm-hmm. uses they them pronouns. And their question is out of all of the players you two created, which one would you most likely to be friends with if they were real? So this is a great follow-up to the previous question, but it's about the characters we created. Talia. <laughs> Interesting. i be friends with Talia. I know that she's fucking crazy. Like, she... But I feel... She's, she's a little too wild for me. No. I feel like Talia would be like... I don't know if I could keep up with Talia. I feel like I want to keep up with Talia. Like I want to be. You want Talia. to challenge yourself. <laughs> I want to. Cha- I want to be that with that person. I feel like. And I feel like Talia would always have my back. Um, That's true. I think Talia would be a very good. Yeah. Friend. Like Zandrian. Yeah. I guess would be. I feel like Zandrian's just like a good friend. Like he's not your best friend. Like. Yeah. I, like, I feel like I would. My answer would be Zandrian. Yeah. I think he's more mellow because Talia. Like I said, I'm more type A and like like not super adventurous. Mm-hmm. Like I prefer comfort. Like I'd rather spend time relaxing than spend time like on a hike. And so that's where I think I would differ from Talia, mm-hmm. who's I see Talia as like a daredevil. Yeah. Whereas I think and then Stevan probably I think Stevan's interests I think Stevan would make more sense to me as like a romantic interest mm-hmm. because 
we like like I said before, we have similar like mindset, but our interests don't align quite as much. Yeah. But as far as like a friend, like I don't know. I, I think Xandrian would be most. Yeah, mine. I feel like Talia is what I would like to have on an everyday basis of friend of mm-hmm. just going fucking crazy. Not like going crazy, <laughs> like with no like, you know, not being super dangerous, like being careless. I feel like she's yeah. just very adventurous. She's just cool. Yeah, I feel like you would have fun. Yeah, I would I would love to have fun with like Talia. It would always be a good time. Yeah. Like I go on a hike with Talia and then she knows how to relax. She puts on her little pajamas when she goes into her house. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she knows how to have a nice uh, like I would go on a nice champions afternoon with Talia. <laughs> I think I would I I I mean I would obviously I would get along with Talia. But I just think I like I don't think I would probably be directly friends with her. I would probably be a friend of a friend of Talia's. Mm. You, I would be friends with you, and then I'm best. And then I would be friends with Talia, and I would have a great time with Talia when we are around. But I don't know if we would be friends like directly. Like you wouldn't go to the mall with Talia. No, you would go to the mall. I go to the mall with Talia, and then we'll jump off the roof (laughs) (laughs) on a bungee cord. (laughs) On a bungee cord. (laughs) Um. Thank you for the question, Harker. Harker also leaves a very nice message here um, and also mentions that they've been listening since almost the beginning of Origins. Oh, wow. So thank you so much, Harker, for for the kind words and for listening for so long. Thank you. Um, Our next question comes from Champion of Thetis. Talia. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Talia. Uh, And and, uh, she uses she, her pronouns. So, so far, this is adding up. <laughs> uh, which means I won't be friends with you. <laughs> I'll only be a friend of a friend through Manny. Just, just send a, just send me a DM. We'll go on a hike. <laughs> um, and she asks, now that you've played the whole series, what is your origin? Where would you insert yourself? Um, and they, uh, not like specifically just, um, like the origins from Dragon Age Origins, but just like where in the Dragon Age society do you see yourself? like fitting in um if you got to choose who would you be in the world and why oh this is this is a very good question yeah very good question. i never thought of this i don't know what i place myself in the dragon age world yeah i I feel like i wouldn't want to be part of any conflict i would kind (laughs) of just want to well i don't know i feel like i would want to be in in a conflict but not one where i'm fighting i'm where i'm in the violence I'd rather be yeah. within the political, like, side of it. Yeah, I-, I see myself, I'm not very outdoorsy, so I don't see myself being Dalish. I don't see myself living underground. I don't see myself thriving in the Kunari culture. So I could probably see myself as, like, a human mage or something. Like, I could definitely see myself being in a circle mm-hmm. and then, like... I would probably be relatively moderate. Like I could see myself thriving in the circle and mm-hmm. so probably being conflicted in whether or not, like I would like probably know that it's not a sustainable system, but I would probably also be like, but I like living here and learning. So I would probably be someone who was like a mage advocating for like a better circle as opposed to a totally abolished circle. I That's feel like, where I like realistically see myself being. I would realistically see myself being in the Inquisition, but like in a Josephine type role. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily like someone who goes out in the field. 
I can see you being in the Inquisition. Yeah. Like I, I would I never not, even thought of that answer. Like I would never want to like try to be in combat. I'd just be like, I scouted the air. I'd be scout harding. But scout harding yeah. fights, so I yeah, that's so interesting that you mentioned not being in conflict. I think that's probably why I don't see myself being, like, an outright rebel mage, because I don't know if I'm brave enough to, like, be someone who literally fights. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, since I am someone who enjoyed school, I enjoy learning, I could see myself liking an environment where I can do studies. And so, yeah, I would probably I'd probably be someone who's, like, pro-mage, but I, I don't know if I'd be brave enough to literally do fighting i would be pro mage and be outward out like very like out supporting them um Mm -hmm. without getting into any conflict whatsoever you wouldn't be one of the people in the hinterlands just like going at it like i wouldn't be fighting i wouldn't be like anything dealing with death possible death involved i would unless i was driven to that point where i unless you were like thrust into it out of your own volition yeah like obviously like if i were a mage in like kirkwall like I'm yeah. not going to be like, no, I'm not going to like, it's like yeah. at that point, it's, it's like, like you're being like, I won't reject violence if I have to do it. But ultimately, yeah. I don't want to. Like, I could see myself like if I were in the circle from like um, Asunder or something mm-hmm. where it was like they're sort of hearing rumblings about the rebellion. Like, I that's where I would probably see myself being and then being like pro mage from that. And, like, remember how that it ended with, like, a summit of all the mages trying to, like, figure out what to do. Like, I could see myself yeah. trying to organize in that way. Yeah. And, like, I'd probably be a member of the College of Enchanters or something. Mm. Okay. That's, that makes sense for you. Yeah. And I, I do see you, like, I could see you being in the Inquisition and, like, being an advocate. But just not getting, um, into, bi- not getting into fights. But not, like, being a fighter. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for the question, uh, Champion of Thetis. And thank you for your support and for listening all this thank time you. as well. Uh, so this is not a question. Th- so this was submitted by Frost, mm-hmm. who did not submit pronouns. Um, and they ask, uh, well, they say, the question isn't where, the question is when. So this is an allusion, I believe, to time magic. Oh, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I've talked enough about that. <laughs> the question isn't where, but when. <laughs> god damn it (laughs) so thank you frost for the submission thank you and it'll be but i've definitely talked enough about time magic for my own liking is two o'clock on january the 15th that is when it is that's when it is i'm gonna put that in my fucking calendar and i'm just gonna randomly put something there that's gonna be just post the discord be like here it is here it is here's your answer it's like finally Finally, it is now. The, the the answer is now. Yes. Oh, that's so profound, but so underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Frost, for the submission and for listening for all this time and being a supporter of our of our uh, show. Um, our next question is from Sean Stark, who goes by he them pronouns or whatever makes you comfortable. <laughs> which okay. is what he put um, and they ask what's going to happen when Dragon Age Dreadwolf comes out and will the Twitter accounts still be active so this is a more logistic question mm-hmm. uh, the, the Twitter account I mean that will still be there um, I'll, as well as our personal Twitter accounts Yeah, which I guess we can plug the Enchantment account is at Enchantment Cast 
My Twitter is at B-R-A-N-C-U-A-D, Branquad. Yes. And mine, I think it's one up boy 626. I believe so. The number one up boy. Yeah. 626. 626. I, I, I had um I had a different name. I used to, I think when I started the podcast, it was Mouseketeer92. Yes. And now it's, yeah, it is one up boy. Number one up boy 626. I, I like that username for you. It lot. is much better for me, <laughs> yes. Um, as for like what's going to happen, um, we are going to play it ourselves yes. uh, as individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will be the point at which the enchantment universe branches yes um but we are going to play it using the enchantment decisions yeah um as for like creatively i don't know i i would be willing to create something to at least talk about our thoughts yeah if we were in a place to do so if anything like i'm hoping by then i have the twitch up and running and then Dreadwolf would be something I would be willing to share Mm -hmm. with the masses while I'm playing it. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I I think it depends where we are. I would love to do something creatively content creation wise with Dragon Age Dreadwolf, but I think it's very dependent. Like, like if we, if Dragon Age Dreadwolf came out like next month, which is not, but if it came out like next month, then I'd be like, oh, let's at least make a podcast to talk about our experience. You know what I mean? If we were in a place to do something like that, I'd be interested in it, but it's hard to say. Yeah, because we don't know when um, it's going to come out, where like where we're going to be yeah. in our lives at that point. Even uh, logistically, like we have a subscription with Podbean to release episodes. When we cancel that, are the episodes gone from podcatchers? If so, we would want to keep it running so people can continue to experience yeah. enchantment. But if not, like... Let's say we cancel it and Enchantment can... If Enchantment can stay up on the air without us having to actively pay, then we might say, okay, let's cancel it. And then now we have no longer a way to upload episodes, right? So yeah. how could we ever hop back on to talk about it? Exactly. So yeah. there's a lot of logistic things as well. Um, so it's very hard to say, Yeah. unfortunately. But I, I, I would love to do something content creation-wise. I, I will, I will I say um, with confidence that you will know my experience with Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Um, <laughs> even if, I, if even if we just have to tweet about it. Even if you tweet about it, I'll, I'll, I'll put the picture of who my character is, what they look like, and what's going on. Yeah. Um, if, if I'm not, you know, playing it, uh, playing it on Twitch, then you'll, you'll definitely know it through my tweets. Yeah. So when it comes out, keep an eye on it, or even just tweet at us and be like, hey. Yeah. And, what do you think? And, yeah, and even Brandon know. and I are going to be in communication with what we're both doing. I feel like he has to know what true. I'm doing because he's true. He'd be concerned of what I'm doing w- with the world state. I'd be very interested. So yeah, so if you ask one of us, you could probably hear about both of our experiences. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's hard to say definitively, but there will be some way to find out. Are you? Pl- I have a question for you, Brandon. Are you planning on having a female character or a male character in Dreadwolf? I don't know. I haven't really. It'd be interesting if I had the male character and you had the female character, and I had a female character and put them side by side. Yeah, I mean, if they allowed a non-binary character, I would probably choose that. Ooh, yes. But that's mere baseless speculation on my part. Mm -hmm. So yes, thank you, Sean. Thank you for the question and for listening to the podcast. Much appreciated. 
And this is our final submission, which has multiple questions. Okay. So this is from, I believe, Nidy is how it's pronounced. N-E-I-D-Y. Okay. Nady. Nady. Yeah, okay, so she says hello from Puerto Rico, which is why I Navy. pronounce it that way. <laughs> um, and her pronouns are she, her. Mm-hmm. And she says hello from Puerto Rico. I hope you're doing well. Here are three questions for you. The first question is, uh, what did you enjoy most about the games? I enjoyed the world and the story. Mm-hmm. Um, the po- I feel like the first... Uh, not that I didn't enjoy Origins, but I did feel like it was kind of a your typical fantasy story um, with yeah. big evil magical boss that you have to defeat to save the world. Mm-hmm. The second game is where I was like, oh, I love this political intrigue. I like the the relationship with, you know, the different races and how, yeah. you know... It, it felt like a game that I was like, this is more my style. Of it's making like a... It's making a statement. Like, it's, it's commenting... Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think I liked the most from Dragon Age was the the parallels of our modern world um, yeah. with the world of Dragon Age. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's something I love about Dragon Age. And I will say, um, I've played Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. And I find that although Mass Effect takes place in our, like, world like it's like earth and they're traveling from earth i find that um i mean it doesn't take place on earth but they are earth people and it's supposed to be our future um i find that dragon age actually has more allusions to the real world than mass effect (laughs) i feel like it's just so far in the future that we don't even know what the (laughs) what problems are gonna have well you do because you're playing mass yeah it's more like it like it is more it's very grand and they follow like character narratives, but yeah. uh, Dragon Age follows more societal yeah. narratives, which I really love about Dragon Age. I, f- I love that the world is so fleshed out and it feels very real and lived in and mm-hmm. it allows for really great, um, it, it, it'll, it invites you to dive in and think a- yeah. about what it's saying. Um, but the, the other thing so that I have a unique answer from you is I love, and this is something, again, it has in common with Mass Effect. By the way, I've played Mass Effect 1 and 2 at the time of recording this uh, to completion. Um, but something it has in common with Mass Effect is that I-, I love that you can make decisions and everything you say is chosen by mm-hmm. you. And playing Dragon Age, not only through how the game is built, but also in this podcasting experience... I've never felt so much like a character I've created is truly like a creation of mine. Mm-hmm. Like these characters feel like real people in the world who have distinct opinions. And uh, like when I see other people playing the games, it feels like they're playing someone totally different than who I played yeah. as. And I think that's a testament to how every conversation you can change what you're saying to match your opinion you can make decisions that branch not necessarily the narrative of the game but the state of the world and how you view it yeah and uh i i've loved that aspect of dragon age and i love that you're someone different every time yeah it makes it feel less like you are the center of the world and it feels more like the world is living on its own and you are just experiencing it yeah, honestly, it feels more grand in a way because it's like if if you were playing the same character over and over and over again, it feels a little bit too small. The world term. feels bigger than you. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I definitely agree. Um, and I love that. I, yeah. I feel like you are making decisions in the world. You are not dictating the world. Yeah. And, and that, that makes the world feel very real. And it makes the experience playing the games feel very unique to me. Yeah. That's what we, <laughs> that's, that's what we love about Dragon Age. Number two. Question number two. Um, among the three main characters in the different games, who was the best for you? Talia. <laughs> Talia. A hundred percent. She's the best I... character. She's so cool. She's her, yeah. her story is the most interesting. I love her. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I, I think Talia, um, while I don't expect Dragon Age to ever go in this direction again, I, I think Talia's because her origin is static. And yeah. it's not something you can change. It allowed for the story as a whole to feel very personal. Yeah. And so, like, her family, her experience was at the forefront of the Dragon Age 2 story. Yeah. And I think that made her feel like a really fleshed out character. Um, in addition to, like, the characterization that we put upon yeah. her. I mean, I feel like Talia is the one that I know the most. Like, I know inside and out. Mm-hmm. who talia is i feel like she's yeah. the most like like not that i know i felt because it took a while for us to kind of get who Zandri- the kind of person zandrian was yeah like i feel like we got there but it at first it certainly wasn't yeah. there with talia yeah. i was like from the get-go we knew the kind of person she was like we were i think it's because we had the the intention of making her a very badass jokey kind of character um, like mm-hmm. sarcastic character, and I like that about and her. We sort of lucked out that Dragon Age Two really encouraged that. Yeah, like Dragon Age Two, like because it gave like personality options. Even though I don't think that's the best way to lay out dialogue options, it sort of presented us with a way to be like, "Here's the jokey character that you wanted to make." Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, "Wow, that's perfect." Yeah. So it really made her feel like her specific character was just oozing throughout every yeah. conversation. But I also love the fact that the jokey character that we made is the one that has the saddest story. It's yeah, it's like the most tragic story most of tragic. all of them. And I and you know, it's just so interesting and I but I just I love her so much. I love her design. Yeah. I love her personality. I love her story. Um she I, has moments of vulnerability and exactly. sadness. I like to me, not 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 that I'm saying that like Xandrian, like Stevan. To me, I can't connect with Stevan because like he was kind of like one we didn't hear what he did. He just felt kind of like a blank slate for us. He was the most blank of them, yeah. and he was also like not only did he not have voice acting, but also because he was the first one, it just made it the most vanilla as well yeah. as a result. Yeah. While like Xandrian, like I did understand him, um, but I. I think Xandrian benefited a lot from being an elf yeah. in a society that was trying to push upon this yeah. like holy messiah chantry narrative. Like I think that's where his character flourished. Yeah. Because then we could see that his perspective was unique. Yeah. And then build from that. Like I'm gonna say this. I feel like Talia is like a person. Like she feels yeah. the most human to me. Yeah, and I think we got to see the most sides to her. Yeah, like she felt alive to me. Yeah, in a way, I was like, "That's that, that's my girl." That's, that's yeah, <laughs> I love her so much. Yeah, I I agree. Um, and then her last question, question number three, which is the last question of the day, and of this 
podcast. Oh my god. Um, if you had to choose three companions and never change them, which ones would they be? And it can be three among all of the games. Okay. Oh boy. Varric. Okay. Leliana. Mm-hmm. Cassandra. Okay. Interesting. But, no magic users. No magic users. They belong in the circle. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them in no. the circle where they belong. Get them out of my party. Okay. That's that's an interesting answer. They're all from each well, one different game. They're all in Inquisition. And yet also all from different games as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um if I had to choose three, I'm gonna try to do Warrior Mage Rogue. Okay. If I had to choose a warrior, my top two would have been probably Cassandra and Alistair. So I'll say Alistair. Mm-hmm. If I have to choose a mage, I think I'll say if I had to choose, if I said the top options would probably be Morgan and Vivienne. Okay. So I'll choose. Oh Morgan can turn to bees. <laughs> but Vivienne can rock a style. Vivienne can rock a style. And she can heal people with her magic seal. Mm-hmm. And she has a spectral sword. And also, she won't leave you if you refuse to have sex with her. In fact, she'll refuse to have sex with you. <laughs> so I think I'll choose Vivienne. Okay. So Alistair Vivienne. And as a rogue, hmm, should I go controversial? Oh, that's, what's the controversy? <laughs> what if I said Isabella? <laughs> I, I, oh, what I, if I go really controversial and say Sebastian? <laughs> then I'd be like, this has been enchantment. I never want to speak with Brandon again. <laughs> this is this is a podcast full of lies. <laughs> um, okay, I, I I I am inclined to say Isabella, even though she was so like like way too sexual in her jokes and also left us, I feel like she's so cool. And I, mm-hmm. part of me also just feels like I should have an answer from each of the games, which is me kind of skewing the results, possibly. Mm-hmm. But screw it. I'll say Isabella. Okay. <laughs> That's an interesting little team there. I feel like Isabella and Vivienne would not get along, but okay. Yeah, it's like three people who would never get it. Like Alistair, Isabella, and Vivienne. You know- it's like, would any combination of those three people get along with each other? Never. Never. They're only I, I together because- I might have created a plan for failure. <laughs> At least I know my people will probably go. I mean, Cassandra and Varric always fight, but at least we've I already seen them work together. Exactly. In the Inquisition. And that who's who's my other person? It was um Liliana. Liliana. They all work r- really well together. We they, already know they all work with, and I just chose like these all these people who would just never. Well, Alistair technically met Isabella, mm-hmm. and it's possible to have a threesome with all three of them. True. So, you know, th- th- we didn't do it in our playthrough, but they can work together. Yeah. In a sense. <laughs> if you count that as working together. <laughs> um but yeah, I I'll I'll just go with those three and unfortunately we might be doomed. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Um and yeah, thank you for uh Lis- listening, Nathy, and thank you for your questions as well. Yes, thank you. And um that that's it. That's all of our submissions for the episode. Oh. And now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. <laughs> playing a piano. You like start playing a piano note. <laughs> now it's time. 
to say to goodbye. Drink. I love you. You love me. <laughs> but can I mention the fact if, if anyone has ever seen that there's going to be a very dark Barney movie coming out soon? There is going to be a serious Barney movie coming out. And uh, made by, uh, I, for, I keep forgetting his name. He's the actor who's in Get Out, um, the main actor from Get Out. And he, I, th- I, oh, I think I he's don't producing it. Really? And he said he wants to make a dark version of Barney because. What is it? It's like, well, my, my earliest memories is that song about I love you, you love me. It's like, but what if that's a lie? Or something like that. It was like, I can't believe it. Like, that's that's not a real quote, right? <laughs> I hope that is because that's hilarious. <laughs> well, anyway, um, we do love you. We hope you love us. <laughs> yes. But uh, thank you so much for listening yeah i guess is the goodbye section of the podcast yes um thank you so much for listening it's meant so much to us mm-hmm. to have had listeners care about our journey and enjoy and laugh along with us we've said it so many times already but this has been a gaming experience like no other yeah and i'm, I'm going to miss so much about it yeah um so thank you so much yeah. for sticking with us yeah. thank you so much for tolerating my jokes because I would have yeah. thought, I was like, I was terrified to be like, are these people going to actually find whatever the hell I say funny? Um, <laughs> and I guess, yes. Was that something you are worried about at the start? I, I, that's what I worried about from the start. <laughs> oh, wow. So. I least. guess I didn't worry about that. Necess- well, I, I did kind of worry about that. Like, at this very beginning, sometimes I would like, kind of, s- now I just act naturally. Mm-hmm. But I feel like at first I was more worried about being entertaining. Yeah. Whereas now I feel like we just we just act, act like as we are, which yeah. I think makes for much better mm-hmm. podcasting and for more entertainment. Yeah. Like some um, of the shit that I said, I was like, are any anyone even is Brandon even going to get what this joke or this reference is? <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> We've also been on many, many a tangent along this journey. Yes. So thank you for bearing with us yeah. with regard to those as well. Yes. But um, I, yeah, like, it's so wild that we began this with you having no dragon experience ever. And now I'm, I I'm an expert. had played the games before, but not, you know, never diving into this much. And we neither of us had podcasting experience. And somehow we've created this complexly structured podcast yes. and seen it all the way through to the entirety of the Dragon Age series thus far. It's I'm very proud of us and like not to pat myself on the back, I'm impressed with us for I, achieving this. I'm we're proud just of amazing, what we've done. I get we're just amazing. We're just amazing. <laughs> it's true though. I'm very proud of us for making it this far, creating this thing that I will forever be proud of. Yeah. And that was fun to do. Um, while it might not be the most accessible podcast, it's very niche to the Dragon Age community. Yeah. But it is something that I'm very proud to have done. Yeah, so. and I and I, I hope that it has life beyond you know just this ending, where more people discover it as they discover Dragon Age. I hope people get to discover like people who start like are new to Dragon Age that like they just started the games get to listen to this and maybe it adds a little bit to their experience as well. Yeah, that that's true. I, I hope so too. I, I want this podcast to remain up for people to listen. Yes. 
Um, that that reminds me. As for the Patreon, thank you especially to, to all of those Patreon supporters that we've had. There have been times where the the monetary support we've received from Patreon has gotten us out of sticky situations. Yes, <laughs> with technical issues and stuff like that. Um, and being able to, you know, invest in new microphones and hard drives and whatnot to to keep the podcast afloat. So we can't thank you enough. Thank you. Thank you but, so much. And especially sticking with us even when creating Patreon content became infeasible. Yeah. The fact that people continue to support us and even some people began supporting us since then. Really? Um, yeah. It's And obviously, if, if you canceled your support, that... That is extremely understandable. Yes. Um, but to have had support even when we were no longer able to provide bonus content, like that says to me that people truly like wanted yeah. to support us for the content we were creating. And like even if they weren't getting anything in return necessarily, like that means a lot as well. Yeah. That people were that supportive of us, that they were willing to help us um you, you know help help contribute to it uh for what it is um so thank you so much for yeah. everyone who's ever supported us whether it's through patreon whether it's simply being a listener um and uh as for the status of the patreon i mean there's no need to continue supporting as no. <laughs> thankful as we are for it um there's no longer a podcast to run yeah so sure there might be costs associated with keeping episodes up i'm not sure if there is a cost associated with that but if there is i think we have leftover funds even without monthly support to like keep at it least up. keep it up if that is a cost that we need to worry about i don't even know mm -hmm. but uh all that being said i need to still look into the process of like canceling a patreon that way everyone is free from their burden Yes. But I don't actually know what that process is like. I will try to do it as soon as possible. That way people... Well, like, feel free to cancel it yourself if you'd like. If you don't cancel it yourself, I would hate for you to pay for extra months. Yeah. When... There's no content. That, which, is why, which is why I want to cancel it sooner rather than later. Um, or I wonder if there's a way to just make it free. That way the bonus episodes are still there. Yeah. We'll I, I have to it. look into all of it. So, um, or maybe if it's not free, maybe we could put the bonus episodes on this feed. Oh, that'd be good. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, but all that being said, again, thank you so much. We will do our best to do right by you and make sure you are not giving yeah. us more money than you should. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, is there anything left to say, man? Uh, a couple things. Just... Uh, if anyone from Bioware is listening to this... <laughs> Um, I'm willing to cameo in anything, so <laughs> just, just tell me what to say and I'll, and I'll do it. Um, just, just, just let us know. Yeah. Or tour. Or tour. Or, <laughs> tour or, of the office or, or something. Or something. It's just something. If you need any tips for where to take the series. Don't listen to me. <laughs> go to, go to, go across the ocean. <laughs> go across that's the one thing we recommend just go across well, the ocean either go across the ocean or bring back the baby from the meteor <laughs> or both they'd probably be like what baby from the meteor <laughs> well 
I'll have you know, there was a DLC. Um, what if, okay, or you could combine the two. Like, what if the baby from the meteor was actually like a catapult from across the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, that would be great. That would be great. Um, and then I would like to thank you, Brandon, for oh. you really made this experience really great. Um... I honestly would have said that this wouldn't have happened without you. Um, so thank you so much for introducing me to um, Dragon Age and for giving me this experience that I've had Yay. for the past four years. Thank you so much, Manny. Um, it was so I'm, I'm so happy we did this. Thank you, because I think it might have been my idea to even do a podcast even before we knew it would be Dragon Age. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for being such an amazing friend. And for taking part in this podcast and also like splitting the work of editing and putting it all together. Like this was such a team effort. Yeah. And um, I, I could not be more thankful to have a podcasting partner who I can just talk for hours with and is also so like, like not only are we great team when on mic, but also off mic. Yeah. And so... Thank you as well for no all problem. of that. No problem. Thank you. Right. And then <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's gonna be. It's just gonna be two minutes of just thanking, and then until <laughs> it's like the last breaks. hour of this podcast is just us <laughs> screaming at each other. Thank you. I just start throwing glasses at the wall. You just hear Manny. Manny's like right down the road, so you just hear him pull up in my house. Like thank you. Thank you. I just said log off. <laughs> um, um, but anyway. But yes. Um, I guess. No. I guess we can sign off. Yes. Uh... So as always, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnchantmentCast, where we will still be, but probably not as much to say. Yeah, but you can still um, follow both of us on our individual ones. Maybe we'll post updates about like the status of the Patreon and yes. stuff, and where and if we do end up putting bonus episodes here or something, we'll give some sort of heads up. Yeah. But uh, you can find us. On Twitter and Facebook at EnchantmentCast. You can email us at EnchantmentPodcast at gmail.com. Um, still continue to like, feel free to listen back. Feel free to tell your friends. The podcast will still be there. So feel free to rate and review us. By doing so, it'll still help people find the show, even as it's a complete package. You know, you know, maybe you're one of those people who's like, I I'll just wait for all the episodes to come out and then I'll binge it. <laughs> this is the equivalent to that yes. in a 123 or whatever episodes. No, 125, I think. Yes. Yeah, so I'll just wait for all 125 to come out and then I'll binge. <laughs> Now's your time. It, 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 your time's come. Um, but yeah, uh, feel free, you know, please go out, review us, so whatever you need to do. We'd love to hear the kind words and we would also love to have that help for more people to find the show. Yeah. Um, you can also find us on Discord, enchantmentcast.com slash Discord. Uh, while there will no longer be episodes, there's no reason to tear that down. There's no cost associated with it or anything. So no need to tear that down for no reason. So if you'd like to continue yeah. to join and chat there, you're welcome to. And another um, thing related to that, thank you all for who have been in the Discord um, yes. For creating such a wonderful community of people who enjoy the show, but also enjoy each other, each other's companies and, you know, each other's interests. Um, yes. To create such a very, very nice 
community. Yeah, thank you all for contributing in that way if you have joined there. Um, Enchantment is a podcast that takes so much work to put together. Mm-hmm. And so it a lot of episodes were recorded in advance and it makes for few ways to interact with our audience within the podcast itself, which yeah. is why I really like these listener questions episodes because we can finally like interact directly with our listeners. And the Discord was one of our few ways to to do that, even though it was off podcast. And so thank you for those of you who joined us in that way. Yeah. Um, as for the Patreon, normally here I would say where you can find our Patreon. Um, if you don't know how to find it and would like to cancel, you can find us at enchantmentcast.com slash Patreon <laughs> and cancel. This is the first time I'll say, yeah, if you'd like to cancel our Patreon, you can find that at enchantmentcast.com slash Patreon. Um, but we will do our best to handle that for you in a mm-hmm. timely manner so that you are not overcharged. Um, and yeah, that's about that. That's it. Again, thank you so much. Thank you all. I cannot thank you enough for joining us on this journey and we hope that you have wonderful lives ahead of you as i hope me and manny do (laughs) (laughs) oh god all right right. so as always i'm brandon and i'm manny and thank you for listening to all of enchantment and we hope that oh god i have to say this for the last time this is gonna do be it. very sad do I, it. Ho- I hope you enjoy the rest of your stay at disney's magic kingdom <laughs>